Hello! Hello! <laughs> Welcome to Club de Club de Corvos, episode 6. Lucky to play. Lucky to play. I'm Melena. And I'm James. And uh, today we're talking about uh, more Club de Corvos. So, what? how would you summarize this episode uh, in a couple sentences? Uh, well, this, uh, this episode was about uh, Rafa's retirement. And uh, this episode also contained more actual soccer gameplay than any episode so far. That is true. And uh, what was your overall impression of the episode? I enjoyed this episode. Um, it was uh, it was different than previous episodes. It, I like that the show doesn't fall into a, doesn't doesn't ever fall into a rut. It keeps giving me new things. And. Uh, I enjoyed this episode. It was fun, funny, and it had some heartfelt stuff in it, too. Mm-hmm. So the first scene is the blackboard, which uh, says, uh, the words on the blackboard say in Spanish, we didn't lose the game, we just ran out of time, Vince Lombardi. Mm-hmm. And then the next scene is Isabel talks to Rafa while they ride in the back of a car. Rafa looks out the open window solemnly and doesn't hear her. I rewound this scene several times trying to get everything that she was saying to him, mm-hmm. but it turned out not to be important. I think the whole point was that he was his mind was elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And then there's a montage of Chava. No, there's a montage of the players, Chava and Felix, showing what they are doing before the game, and there's a voiceover. Mm-hmm. What's the voiceover? Uh, I don't remember. What was the voiceover? It's about how, uh, without all the stuff that there that uh, that comes with the game, um, there it's uh, it's before all the cars and the money. Oh, there's yes. the there's something else about being a part of playing the game. I remember this now. Yes, and this was a good voiceover, which we come back to later. Yes. And then Isabel asks Rafa if he is okay. He says he is, and they exit the car. And there are credits. Mm-hmm. And then the next, and the next scene, Isabel and Chava speak at the owner's barbecue. <laughs> Chava tells Isabel he moved into their father's house. Isabel initially balks, but then asks Chava to help her find Mary Luz's passport. Yes, Chava managed to turn the uh, the players' barbecue into a super awkward office party. Mm-hmm. And Isabel says that that the the barbecue is usually on the field. Yes. it's an actual barbecue, not a not a it's not an inside event. Yes, and so he turned it into what he wanted it to be, rather than what it should be for the players. Mm-hmm. Then Isabel and Moises meet with their priest their priests in their home instead of attending the owner's barbecue. They complain about each other and the priest is mad that they are not attending the barbecue. <laughs> this priest. We get to see more of him later. Mm-hmm. So apparently they are working on their relationship 
but they are not in agreement yet. Mm-hmm. Then Chava delivers a speech to the players from the stage holding the DJ booth. To crickets. Yes. They just listen, and he offers a play. He, he, what is he? Oh, he? He's like, you're gonna get a bonus if you win, if you go to the playoffs or go to the finals. Oh no, he said he said something before that that Felix uh, spits out something to. He, I think he's, he said so many embarrassing things. I don't remember what specifically Felix was reacting to, but it was a really bad speech. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so yeah, this is the the playoffs. So yes. Um, because he, he's encouraging them to do well in the playoffs and, instead of losing. So then he he offers the players a bonus that they already get if they enter the playoffs. And the players ask, is this another bonus on top of the one that we get? And he says, no. Yeah, this, this is the one in our contract already, right? <laughs> and then Chava introduces their new coach, Freddie Pausini, and hugs him too long. <laughs> yes, <laughs> more awkwardness. Quao and Pocho gossip with Rafa about their new coach, mm-hmm. uh, talking about what they've heard that he's done to his previous. They've players. heard he's so violent. And Pausini de- broke a laptop over someone's head. Yes, and then Pausini delivers a rousing speech, and the balloon arch topples over. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, and uh, the. The players and everyone really like uh, Pausini's speech, uh, and Chava is more, more concerned about the music starting again. Then, in a bar, Chunuevo Toledo residents watch the commercial that played while Salvador died. They are looking for work outside of the town. Mm-hmm. Nacion football plays next on the TV, and the pundits discuss the playoffs. Yeah. I think we've seen these specific town, nameless town folk before, and they're talking about how bad the economy is and watching soccer. It was kind of one of them might have been the one that came up to Chava in the first episode. Could be, yeah. Not sure though. So we're gonna learn more about these people, even though they don't appear to have names. Then Isabel rolls over in bed. Rafa is not there. She finds him throwing a vase on their pottery wheel. Isabel assures him that they will win the game and qualify for the playoffs. I put way too much thought into his pottery wheel. How long did the actor spend learning this? Did he already know? Was it their intention to to make him look intermediate? Because I think they really hit intermediate on that, uh, on that, uh, the way he was working the clay. Well, if they have a pottery wheel, someone must have had an interest in it at some time. Mm -hmm. Because that's not something that usually comes with a house. (laughs) Then next, at the bus stop, Tony's real mother tells his brothers to stop bothering Tony. Mm Mm-hmm. Anything else? No. Okay. Was it earlier or later that someone comes up to Tony at the... might have even been the same bus stop and is telling him how great his uh, he is at playing. It was it was probably at this time. Yeah. As we return to the bus stop later. Yeah. At Moises and Jimena's house, the priest has finished speaking with the couple. He asks Moises to relax and focus on himself to do well in the game on Saturday. Then they prey on it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It's like after the session is finished and uh, Jimena's already left. He's like, 
Moises, you focus on Moises. You focus on you. Because he didn't actually say he had money writing on the game, but I felt it was implied. And, he, and instead of praying about the relationship, they pray about the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then on the field... Yeah, okay. So Pausini leads the team in meditation and visualization exercises on the field. And the team looks skeptical. Yes. They're, they're not into his, uh, his methods. Far from being violent and breaking laptops over people's head, he wants them to breathe deeply and sit calmly and close their eyes and think. In the hotel room, the players featured in the show complain about their fears. Ra- Rafa rallies their team spirit and then they order food. Yeah, that's, that's where they're, some of the guys are totally mocking the, uh, the uh, the coach and and his methods and and Rafa's like no we got to take this seriously he uh, he kind of brings them all together and the other players on the team are there just the ones who are mentioned <laughs> just the ones who get speaking parts <laughs> yes <laughs> including Rio whose name I finally got okay he's from Brazil and then what happens next. So then, yeah, then they they decide, yeah, we're going to do this together. And then they say, I'm hungry. And so they just had to order food. Then Mary Lou finds her seat in the stands. Mm-hmm. And she talks about, oh, I'm so big now. Ah. Then Felix Chop. I was wondering about that scene. If that was just the place where she always sits and those are the people who always sit near her. Or if she was sitting with the uh, players' wives. Mm, I don't think she was sitting with the players' wives. Because... Because Emina would have been there. Well, she's in, in a later scene, she's in the bleachers, in a kind of similar looking area of the bleachers. It's not like they have a special box or anything. So I don't know. That's just something I was wondering about. It seemed like those were Mary Luce's friends. Probably. And then Felix, Chava, and Isabel sit in the owner's box. Mm hmm. Pausini finds the players meditating in silence in their locker in the locker room, and he is so deeply moved that they have taken his uh, his methods to heart. Mm-hmm. They're all sitting in their own particular little seats, various, yeah, in silence, as I said. Okay, the Cuervos easily win the game as predicted by Isabel. Yeah, this this is one of those places where there's a lot of you get to see a, a bunch of actual soccer play, mm-hmm. and uh, you get to. Watch them win the game, and uh, it's very exciting. And uh, there's something that I, 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 ca- I, I caught this. I hadn't really noticed this earlier, but the uh, the commentators, the sports commentators, the uh, the closed captioning refers to them as bad commentator and good commentator. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> that cracked me up because it was kind of fitting. One of them is certainly more. Uh, uh, more coherent in his commentary than the other. Pausini congratulates the team and individual players after the game, and Chala comes in the locker room and opens champagne, not understanding that they aren't in the playoffs yet. Yes, like he's broken a taboo by celebrating before it was really official. Mm-hmm. Uh, because then as we find out in the next scene... Uh, even though they won their game, their their progress into the playoffs is dependent on the performance of one other team, whether or not they win or lose their game. So, 
Tijuana beats Toluca, keeping the Cuervos out of the playoffs. Pausini consoles the players. Yeah, and they kind of imply that, like, uh, I, I forget if it was Felix saying it or, or who said it. They're, they're kind of implying that, oh, they're the, they were throwing the match and playing their bench um, just because it would affect something else about their standing later or who they wanted to play against later. Yes. And if... By doing that, it screwed it screwed up uh, uh, the Cuervos' chances. If Toluca, since Toluca lost the game, they get to play a weaker team in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then the characters deal with the loss. Even Tony's mother curses him when they're at the bus stop. Yes. <laughs> Rafa sulks in his clay. Isabel reminds Rafa about his jersey retirement ceremony at the exhibition game. Mm-hmm. Somebody closing a window. Okay. <laughs> Let's go on. Then the two Nuevo Toledo residents talk about the governor selling out their closing leather factories to do business with Dragon Cola. Mm-hmm. Yes, we get another another reference to the uh, the Dragon Cola conspiracy. Mm-hmm. So then Pocho tries to get out of the last game. So he says that he's injured. Yeah. He's like, Faking an injury, and, and Pausini's like, "No, you can play. You can play. You can play." Then at the game, the stands are mostly empty, empty for the exhibition game. Moises calls Jimena, who doesn't pick up. Yes. And then Isabel complains to Felix that no one is there because mm-hmm. she. For, oh, that, that's that was the thing she was talking to him about in the car in the very first scene when he wasn't paying attention as she was talking about that she was planning something for his final game. And this is it, his final game. And it's already turning out to be a very disappointing uh, day. Mm-hmm. Heaping dis- disappointment upon disappointment. Yes. And Chava tells Mary Luz that he is sick because he's not attending the game. And while she sits in the kitchen, he digs through her doors upstairs. She sees him and fakes a fall in the hallway. She asks him to take her to the hospital. <laughs> I like I like this scene. Uh, he's it's like it's not just that he's sick. It's he's like pouting. He's pouting about their loss, and he's sitting there at the breakfast table in front of this enormous breakfast. It looks like enough food for eight people. Uh, and uh, then as soon as she sits down, he's like, hmm, <laughs> and kind of scoots his stuff over and leaves the room. Um, and then he does his little spy maneuvers. He thinks he's being so sneaky and so slick, uh, sneaking into her room. And then she outslicks him by uh, catching him and then faking her little fall. So I liked the, uh, I liked the little battle of wits in which he was uh, greatly outclassed. Mm-hmm. As usual. <laughs> the office assistants recruit people outside of Mass to watch the game. Yes. Oh, it's, it's, uh, it is Isabel's assistant, uh, Felix's assistant, and Hugo Sanchez, who are handing out flyers for mm-hmm. people to get to the stadium. At the game, the players show no enthusiasm and don't block for Rafa. Yeah, so he so they get like three goals scored 
against him because he's not getting any help and everybody else is just like meh it's the season's already over why try one of the fired workers at the game is encouraged to stay by the boy he brought to the game yeah that was that was cool that's like the the dad's like ah this is boring let's go and the kids i want to sit i want to see this through Mm -hmm. so they do stay and in the hospital room, Mary Louise doesn't want to know the baby's sex, but Chava does. They hear and feel the baby's heartbeat. Yeah, I, right before that, it's like uh, he wants to stay in the uh, in the waiting room, and she's like, they're like back and forth. Are you going to come in with me? No, I'm not going to come. Well, you don't have to come. Are you going to come in? And then he finally ends up going with her. And I sitting I this heart down. Oh yeah, I think that was just right before that. Oh here. Mary Lou's invites Shava to join her in the hospital room. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, so yeah, they do have a back and forth. If I was the, the nurse, I would have just said, we're all going, let's go. I'm <laughs> yeah. <for> this. <laughs> Isabel delivers her speech for Rafa's jersey ceremony on the field. Rafa does not come out. Her assistant, Carmelo, is left on the field alone. Mm-hmm. Yes, he, he seems very uncomfortable. Well, yes, because he's, he's on the field alone, and she wa- she walks away, and there's no one else in a huge field, and the stadium is empty as well, and he doesn't have a speech prepared. Yeah. And then Isabel finds Rafa bouncing a ball alone outside. He hands her his speech. Yeah, he's decided he doesn't want to give it because he's feeling so discouraged and so depressed about this this being how his career is ending. And so she takes a piece of paper and agrees to uh, give him his space. Isabel, no, Isabel. Jimena comes to the game. Yes. And so she leaves home and decides to sit in the stands and watch the game. And Moises sees her there. Yes, though so this is this is not th- we're not there yet. Oh, not yet. Okay. Halsini talks with the team. Isabel comes into the locker room and yells at the team to stop thinking about themselves and think about their fans and Rafa. After she leaves, the players call her crazy and tell stories about Rafa. They exit the locker room energized. Yes. So they after after uh, she leaves and they're like she's crazy and then they start telling they start by telling mocking stories about Rafa you know all the goofy dumb stuff he's done and as they go along they start kind of remembering how much they care about him and how important he is to the team and to them and that's what kind of turns them around uh, as there's like after the after the last anecdote about something goofy that he did there's kind of this silence and then they're like, it's like all at once they kind of arrive on, at the conclusion that they need to step it up and uh, and show him some support. They started with a story about when he brought flowers for Isabel and she hit him with the <laughs> flowers. Apparently broke his teeth. So then Isabel reads the speech with the... Oh, Isabel reads the speech to herself with the words from the montage playing over the second half of the game. Yes. Rafa runs in to score the winning goal. He stands and listens to the applause. Yes. So this is where you find out that the uh, the voiceover from the beginning of the episode was the words of his speech. And, uh, the, you know, the team comes back and makes a spectacular turnaround. You know, 
coming back from three down to win is uh, no small thing in soccer. That's a big deal. Um, so it's, it's, it's <laughs> big deal. It's a, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> if it's not an exhibition game. <laughs> Well, I mean, even in an exhibition game, it's an impressive turnaround. <laughs> but they're not really playing. Well, because they it, knew that it was the last it, game. It's a TV show. It's not. <laughs> it's not a real game. But, but that was that was the point. That it's not. Okay, gosh, how much I like. Okay, the point was that that uh, they they won the game because the other players weren't playing as hard, and the the, the team actually. Started playing confidently. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he, he felt good about it. Yes. Every, Rafa was happy. Everyone was happy. All the people, including the the man and the boy in the stands. Yes. And Jimena, who waved to Moises. This, yeah, this is where he saw her. Then, in the hospital, Chava exits the elevator and tells Mary Luz he forgot his phone, leaving the elevators to close on her. Yes. And Chava enters another hospital room to find the doctor whom he pays off. He, t- The doctor tells Chava it's a boy. Chava also pays the other man in the room standing over a woman having an ultrasound. Yes. And that's the end of the episode. So he uh, sneaks in and finds... When, when he's sneaking to find out something that's... Uh, Absolutely none of his business. uh, He just wants to know. He still hasn't found her passport. No. Who did you think was the MVP of this episode? Uh, The MVP of this episode... um, um, I like how... uh, how Isabella supported uh, Rafa and stood up for him and told the team uh, that they should too. Uh, but I think the the MVP of this is the whole team. It's kind of like they because they 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 won that game and they did such a good job. Even though it wasn't uh, you know even though it didn't get them into the playoffs, the team all came together. And then in the, and then for Rafa, the team all came together. So I'm going to say the team is the MVP of this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, they did play a good game, but again, they weren't, it was already, they had already figured out that they were going to the win the first game, because that's what Isabel said. Who's your MVP? Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I did not want to argue that with me. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know TV. That's just what I think. I have a good The MVP of the episode is Rafa. You don't have your MVP of the team. Who is the least valuable player? <laughs> Who's the least valuable player? Um, oh, maybe... Um, maybe the priest. <laughs> um, and... Uh, um, Chava had some funny bits, but the in the beginning, the, the whole barbecue and the... Uh, uh, his speech there was so amazingly embarrassing that makes him a strong contender for it too. And there was also the, uh, I don't remember his name, but the, the one, the one team member with a really big mouth, 
Um, that said what? I don't remember. <laughs> I'll go with I'll go with Chava on this one, okay. with an honorable mention for the priest. Dishonorable mention. Mm-hmm. Who is your least valuable player? Uh, I definitely think Chava is. There was did not do anything of of any use this episode because he didn't support the team by coming to the exhibition game. He changed the owner's barbecue to make it something that he liked, not something that would actually benefit the team. He jinxed them by popping that champagne early? Yes, he he did do that too, and he couldn't even find the passport in in the house. He had one job to do, he couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's done so so little of use in this episode. Yeah, that it, I mean, at least this time he's not actively destroying the team. <laughs> I, I would say the priest who who should be focusing on priestly duties, not trying to bet on football games. Oh yeah, but then there's there's also Tony's mother. Who uh, curses Tony after they don't win the game instead of supporting him? Yes, they lost their not, bet. <laughs> by not recognizing that he's still playing for the team. That that reminds me, there was uh, what I was mentioning. There was a, a scene where he was alone at the bus stop and somebody was talking to him, complimenting his play, and he, his his reply to them was, "Well, I'm just lucky to play," which mm-hmm. was also the final line from. Uh, uh, was also the final line from Rafa's speech that he was lucky to play. And the title of the episode. Exactly, yes. Oh, yes. I don't like when people don't support Tony, especially because he's the newest person on the team and he's doing his best and it's not his fault that you all cannot make make better decisions about what to do with the little money you have. So, yes. So there are lots of people who uh, needed to do better, but luckily <laughs> nothing was as egregious as as past episodes of Chava making poor decisions. Yes. So, uh, was there a character that you identified with in this episode? Uh, I. Hmm. Identified with uh, Rafa. Uh, knowing it's time to move on to something new, but that's mm-hmm. that will be more of an identification with him in the next episode. Uh, uh, identified with uh, with Tony trying to do his best in an area that he's definitely skilled at, but doesn't have as much experience in. And I also identified. With the, with the assistants trying to get people to go to a game <laughs> that no one wants to go to, and uh, and just say, hey, you should really come to the game, and everyone's like, no. So yeah, it's hard to hard to be promoting something that you know most people are not interested in, even though it's your job and you believe in it. Yeah. What about you? Oh, I don't know. Um... I would like to be, I would like to say identify with Rafa, but really it's just I 
like Rafa. He's very likable. Um, I don't have experience with the emotions that he was going through in this game, um, but I still liked him. Yeah. I liked that he was doing pottery with clay. He's a straightforward and supportive person who is not duplicitous, unlike yes. any of the other um, <laughs> people in the uh, the series who all have their own agendas and are um, not really necessarily considerate of other people mm-hmm. and their feelings. He's super likable. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that is the end of our episode, yes. and the next episode will be episode 7. And what are you looking forward to in the rest of the series based on what you learned today? More everything! Okay. (laughs) More everything. (laughs) Great. Well, you will be excited to... to see what happens next because there are big developments are coming (laughs) that you wouldn't even be able to predict. I like that. Oh, wait. Oh, there was one other little thing that I noticed that I thought was weird. Um, Whenever Paulsini was talking to the team, he had like these four security guard, bodyguard kind of looking guys standing behind him. They're the assistant coaches. Those are the assistant coaches? Okay, I thought it was like, why does he have his own tiny little private army behind him? Because they look like, uh, you know, they look like they were wearing uh, uh, like police or security guard uniforms. Those are coach uniforms from the team. <laughs> they don't look anything like what he was wearing. Well, no. Well, that, that was a detail that went over my head and confused me. I will not expect uh, further developments from his cadre of bodyguards in a future episode, since that's not what they were. Okay. Well, that's all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>